Welcome to the Healthy Family Project by Produce for Kids, covering the hot topics in the world of health, food, and family with a dose of fun. Welcome back to the Healthy Family Project, and we are switching it up a little bit today. Figured we'd shake things up just a little bit. Um, I'm handing over the host microphone so you get a a break from my voice today. Um, I'm going to hand it over to Amber, who is on our Produce for Kids team, and she is expecting her first child in November. She'll be talking to Mackenzie Jones, um, RDN, all about nutrition and health during pregnancy. Such an important topic, can be super overwhelming. Um, If you follow us on Instagram, you may have seen a picture of Amber. She's adorable. Um, And so this topic came from her. Oftentimes we toss around topic ideas here with our team and this was a a special request and we thought it would be fun to have her take over as a guest host for today's episode so there will be a new voice on the podcast today Um, and with this topic in mind we reached out to Mackenzie who is a registered dietitian and also expecting her first child to talk us through all things health and nutrition during pregnancy Amber and Mackenzie actually go back a bit. They met several years ago um, while touring the cherry orchards in Washington and have stayed close ever since. Mackenzie serves as a nutritionist nutritionist for NutriBullet and has written for the Chicago Tribune, Today's Dietitian, Food and Nutrition Magazine, and many more. She aims to make the world a healthier, happier place by helping people feel their best from the inside out and encouraging others to restore a judgment-free relationship with food. We love that. When she's not dishing out nutrition tidbits, you can find Mackenzie cooking her in her sunny kitchen, hiking along with her favorite Southern California trails, or packing her bags and heading out for her next adventure. So now I will turn things over to Amber and Mackenzie. Welcome, Mackenzie, uh, to the Healthy Family Project. I'm excited to go ahead and dive into the world of pregnancy with you, this this world that we're both in. Um, but first, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, hi, Amber. It's so nice to be able to chat and just catch up with you today and talk about all things pregnancy. Um, I know you know this, but for your listeners that don't, I'm a registered dietitian that's based in Los Angeles. And I'm 36 weeks pregnant, which is so crazy to say out loud because it's gone by incredibly fast and slow all at the same time. Um, So I might get a little winded throughout this podcast because I'm (laughs) at that stage. So everyone just bear with me. Um, But as a dietitian, I'm particularly passionate about helping people learn to trust their in- their nutrition intuition, is what I like to say, or to trust their gut. And when I first became a dietitian several years ago, one of the things that really surprised me the most is that women would come up to me, or men too, and just say, I'm so tired of thinking about food. And with all the mixed messages that we get in the media and all the overcomplicated messages that we really receive, honestly, I... I really get where people are coming from. So that's where I like to step in and help people learn to navigate out of the overly complicated messages we get in the media. Um, So a good example is, you know, we hear like, is butter back? Is it not back? Those kinds of things. I like to help people trust their nutrition intuition with that. So um, I see clients one-on-one in Santa Clarita, California, and I host community and um, workplace wellness workshops. And then I get to work with some incredible brands, one of them being Nutribullet. So um, I get to do a lot of different things in my career, which is really fun. 
And I also want to get the disclaimer that I just celebrated my 33rd birthday. So I'm actually not 12 years old, which my vice may <laughs> make some of your listeners think, but I am, um, I am older than I sound, I promise. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, yeah, I totally feel you on the, on the windedness there. I'm only at 23 weeks pregnant and I, I feel like I'm getting there <laughs> already. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to take some little um, breathers throughout this podcast, but. Hopefully people can understand. Awesome. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into the questions that we have for you. Um, So when I first found out that I was pregnant, I immediately ordered the book, What to Expect When You're Expecting, which I know is a go-to for a lot of women who are expecting. Um, And generally, I'm a healthy eater. You know, I work for Produce for Kids. I love fresh produce. Um, but when I got to the section in the book on what you should be eating every day, it was overwhelming. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. you know, there were so many different categories of food and, you know, you were supposed to eat like two to three servings of these different fruits and vegetables and protein sources and calcium and all that kind of stuff. And it just seemed like a lot, um, to kind of grasp all in one day and what you're eating. So what are some of the most important foods or food groups that pregnant women should be eating? Well, I think it's a great question, and I also really love that you asked me about what food or food groups rather than nutrients, because I do get a lot of questions about, like, what specific nutrients should I be focusing on, which we'll we'll talk about in a little bit, and it is really important in pregnancy because we do need to focus on some specific nutrients, but as we all know, we eat food, we don't eat nutrients, so I like to tell people to look at the whole picture, so really to get the best nutrient bang for your calorie back, you want to focus on whole um, nutrient dense foods. So foods like this include lots of fruits and vegetables. I know I'm, I know I'm um, preaching to the choir when I talk to you about this one, but lots of fruits and vegetables, nuts, seeds, whole grains, high quality animal proteins if you eat meat, dairy products if you eat dairy, lots of legumes, beans. So just really focusing on getting a good amount of quality food in your diet every day is really important. So. With that being said, I will call out some of the nutrients just so you can understand um, some of the nutrients that are particularly important for yourself during pregnancy and then um, where the where the food sources come from. And I do want to say that, of course, um, I'm not your personal dietitian or for the listeners. So just, of course, talk to your doctor or your own dietitian if you have any um, nutrition specific nutrition concerns and they can address those for you. So some of the the nutrients that warrant particular consideration during pregnancy are folic acid. We hear a lot about that one. Um, And this one is mainly to help prevent neural tube defects, and it can help with the formation of red blood cells. So sources of this one are uh, leafy greens like spinach. It's also found in fortified breakfast cereals or legumes and citrus fruits. Um, So calcium is another one that we hear a lot about. And although our calcium needs don't necessarily increase while we're pregnant, If we're not getting enough um, through our diet, our baby will take the calcium from our bones to make sure that they're getting enough. So you just want to make sure that you're getting enough of calcium every day. So (laughs) um, that includes foods like dairy products. And then if you don't eat dairy products, you could have fortified foods like breakfast cereals and juice, tofu, or kale. Um, Another one that we hear a lot about, and this is probably why I'm so winded right now, but um, (laughs) iron. So we have a lot more blood in our body when we're pregnant, so we need a lot more iron to um, really help with our blood – as our blood supply increases, I guess is the best way to say it. So animal proteins are a great source of iron. You can also find iron in leafy greens, beans, and lentils. And then – 
DHA, DHA is another one I just want to point out. It's an essential fatty acid, which means that we can't necessarily make it in our bodies ourselves, so we have to eat it through our diet. And um, this one is particularly important for the baby's brain development. So it's found in fatty fish like salmon and tuna, so that's a big source of DHA. And then the last one I want to call out is choline, and it's an essential nutrient that's important for baby's brain function or cognitive health. So you can find that in um, sources like eggs, <coughs> excuse me, eggs and nuts. So as you can see with some of the nutrients that I've called out, it's really about just focusing on those quality nutrient-dense foods. I always say, you know, it's not really fun to bring your calculator to the dinner table or to bring it to the lunch table, and I just want you to focus on having good quality and then I know I'm being long-winded, but <laughs> the last thing I want to say is to all the moms listening, I think, Amber, you just like nailed it on the head when you said that when you were reading the book, it's really overwhelming. And now with all of the um, baby forums we get and the podcasts and the apps and the books and everything, there's so much information out there that I just want to say to all those moms that are moms to be that you're doing great and you're growing a human and to be really easy on yourself because it can be overwhelming. So, yes. um, you're all doing amazing. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it can definitely feel that way. And then, you know, some days you just, just try, <laughs> you kind of feel guilty that you didn't maybe eat all the right foods that day, but you know, it's just taking it one day at a time and we're all, we're all doing great as moms growing humans. <laughs> all right. Totally. Yes. Yeah. It's all about the big picture. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, so let's talk first trimesters. Um, so we're both out of our first trimester that's behind us. Um, Thank and goodness. <laughs> I know for a lot of moms to be, um, it's plagued with morning sickness or just like a whole bunch of symptoms that aren't super fun. Um, for me, I didn't have morning sickness, thankfully, uh, but I had no appetite and eating more than just a few bites at a time was really difficult. So I actually lost weight my first trimester. Um, so what advice do you have for women who are either having a hard time keeping food down with morning sickness or they're having a hard time eating food at all, um, just to make sure they're getting that proper nutrition during that critical first trimester? This is such a good question, and I've been surprised because I think it's been one that I've been asked the most when people have found out that I've been pregnant and I'm a dietitian um, is about the first trimester. So I actually wrote a blog post about it. You can um, read the full post if you go to Nutribullet.com and click on the blog. The blog post is called Foods to Help Curb Morning Sickness. So those are for the mamas that are maybe having a little bit of nausea in the morning and the tips that really helped me. And I know, you know, we're all different. We're all going to have a totally different experience and we're getting advice everywhere, but hopefully it just brings you comfort of some of the things that worked for me when I was in my first trimester. And I'm really thankful that I didn't have a ton of nausea, but I did have a little bit and it was kind of like you, Amber, it was tricky for me to get it all in. And I would have days where I was ravenous and days where it was a little bit harder. So I'll give you two of the tips that were actually really game changers for me in my first trimester. And the first one was to eat small, frequent meals throughout the day. So a lot of women will report that if they get too hungry or if they get too full, it's part of the reason that why they're not feeling good during that time. So one of my saving graces was actually having smoothies in the morning. And it was a way I could pile in all my fruits and veggies and all the good stuff, healthy fats, and get make it really nutrient-rich. And so I could take this 
smoothie with me and I would have it with me in meetings or I could see clients with it and just sip on my smoothie. Um, so it was a really good way to get some nutrients in. Um, my first trimester, I particularly craved tons of citrus. I feel like that's kind of a stereotype, but I fit that bill. So I was all about the citrus type smoothies. But um, one of my other favorite go-tos, it's called the Blueberry Forever. And you can actually also find that on the Nutribullet website. Um, and that one had blueberries, spinach, some almond butter. Um, so, you know, just making it really a nutrient-rich choice. Um, and especially if your appetite is kind of weight, like, you know, you're not really into a lot of veggies at that time. I feel like smoothies are great vehicles for putting in um, some leafy greens and you don't really hardly notice the taste even. So it's a nice way to kind of pile in the nutrition. And the second tip um, is actually probably a little counterintuitive for a lot of us because if we're not feeling good, I think it's a natural inclination, inclination to want to reach for like uh, refined carbohydrates like a plain bagel or salting crackers or really those foods that help us just, you know, feel appealing that where you're not really having a big appetite. But there's actually research showing that if you um, incorporate more high protein foods into your diet, you're less, you're more likely to have less nausea and vomiting during the first trimester. So there's some research backing it up. So I made sure to try to incorporate some high quality protein throughout my day just to, um, to help with that. And believe it or not, it worked for me. So some of my go-tos were hard boiled eggs. I know sometimes eggs don't sound so good for women in the first trimester, but sometimes they're great. So hard boiled eggs are one of mine, adding peanut butter, almond butter to my morning toast. Um, and if I was making oatmeal, I made sure to put, use it with soy milk or regular cow's milk to get some protein. I added lots of nuts and seeds to it. I'm also a big fan of Greek yogurt or kefir, kefir. I'm not sure how you want to say it, but either one of those, they were great ways to get some protein. So those are really the two tips that helped me a lot. And um, you can read the rest of the tips that I had on that blog post. But like I said, I know everyone is different. And that first trimester is a little bit of a tricky one. But these were the two things that really helped me. Yeah, well, we'll link to that blog post um, in the show notes. So if you're curious what Mackenzie's other tips were, you can check that out. Um, we also have a build your own smoothie. And so it kind of talks about the different, you know, adding the yogurt or the almond butter and the greens and that kind of stuff. So we'll link to that as well. Um, but yeah, smoothies are definitely a great way to get in some extra veggies because I know during the first trimester, it was I was fine with eating fruits, but sometimes veggies didn't always sound the best. <laughs> totally, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Um, so now that I'm in my second trimester, my appetite is really starting to ramp up, um, and I'm like a constant snacker, so I pack lots of snacks throughout the day. Um, and, you know, we always hear that phrase, eating for two, um, even though I know we don't necessarily need to actually eat for two. Um, so how did nutrition and appetite change over the course of our pregnancies? And, you know, how much should we really be eating and how much should we change throughout that? This is a really good question, too. And I think one of the things that I want to um, drive home is that it's really important to honor what your body is telling you. I think as a society, we often or as a culture, we'll often learn to suppress those hunger and fullness cues, but it's really important. You know, we're growing humans right now. And if your body is telling you you're hungry, I think it's important to take note and to provide nourishment to the baby. But with that being said, um, you're right, Amber, we don't necessarily need to technically eat for two. So um, these are just general guidelines and everyone is so different. But um, they generally recommend that women eat about three to 500 extra calories a day during their pregnancy. And it will vary from 
um, it will get more increased during your trimester. So from second to third trimester. And I, um, like I said earlier, I'm not a huge advocate or proponent that you need to take a calculator with you to the dinner table. So even if you're getting not that much in that one day, just making sure that you're getting, you know, the extra calories in over the course of a week or over a period of time and really making sure that you capitalize on all those nutrient rich foods that we talked about. Um, but since it's only three to 500 calories extra a day, you want to make sure that you're really mac- maximizing on those foods. So um, that's not to say that you can't get in some of your fun favorite foods like ice cream here or there, but you also want to, you know, focus on having those high quality nutrient dense foods that we talked about a little bit earlier. Yes, for sure. <laughs> well, speaking of ice cream, <laughs> uh, I know <laughs> you and I are both in, um, you know, I'm in Florida and you're in California. And so right now with the summer heat, um, ice cream is definitely one of those pregnancy cravings we are both having. <laughs> um, and so, you know, as your perspective from both, you know, a, a soon-to-be mom and a registered dietitian, when it comes to those pregnancy cravings, should we give in to them? Should we be finding healthier substitutions? Um, you know, what are your thoughts on how we can kind of combat those those cravings? This is such a good question because I so hear you on the ice cream <laughs> um, so much just being in California. Um, so I really... I. I am one of those dietitians that really believes that there's room for every type of food in a balanced diet. So I like to look at the whole picture of how people are doing rather than just individual foods at a time. And one individual food here or there is not going to make or break your whole health regime. So if you're really craving something, I encourage you to embrace the craving and eat the food that you're really wanting mindfully. Sometimes I'll, um, I'll tell clients that if you don't give in to the craving that you have, we'll often eat our way around the craving. So if you're craving ice cream, you'll say, oh, I'll have some hummus and I'll have some carrot sticks and I'll have this and this and this. And you eat away around the craving and then you end up back at the ice cream to begin with because you know you really wanted the ice cream. So I think it's, it's important to honor your craving and to do so mindfully. And if you're really wanting something, I also say just go for the real version, you know, get the full fat ice cream and have a portion and um, sit down and enjoy it and um, just embrace it mindfully. So that's something that you can think about just in terms of your whole picture. So of course, I'm an advocate of getting good quality, high nutrient dense foods, but there's also rooms for those fun foods that you want in your diet all the time. Um, and then I also just want to say too, that when it comes to your overall health and well-being, when you're pregnant and when you're not pregnant, Nutrition obviously plays a, such a critical role. It's part of the reason I'm a dietitian. It's something I'm passionate about. But um, also making room for movement or nurturing your relationships or not being so hard on yourself or making time for sleep, those are all really important things too. So it's it's really about the whole picture in general. Yes, for sure. It's definitely all a balance. So uh, you heard it from registered dietitian. You can have the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or any of those other cravings that you have. Um, luckily, I haven't had any of the weird ones with like pickles and ice cream or something like that. You know, it's all it's all been pretty straightforward. Uh, have you had any like really weird cravings? <laughs> I haven't had any. Cra- well, I told you I had the crazy citrus craving at the beginning of the first or like in my first trimester, and now I'm craving ice cream, but nothing super super crazy. Um, I I did have a weird 
craving for chicken drumsticks at the beginning of my pregnancy, and I have no idea where that came from. Maybe my increased need for iron, but who knows? <laughs> uh, I had like kid food syndrome at the beginning. Oh, okay. Where I was yeah. like, you know, chicken fingers or like pizza sound really good, but that's just, that's about it. <laughs> oh. I've I know. It, so. Pregnancy brings with it this whole um, very interest. You learn a lot about yourself, I feel like, during pregnancy. Um, so it brings a lot with it. And I'm super impressed that I've been able to talk and not get winded, honestly. I thought that I was for sure going to have to take a breather. <laughs> Well, that's good. So hopefully, yes. hopefully not too straining on you. Um, no. Well, before we wrap up, was there any other just general advice, um, pregnancy or otherwise, that you want to give to listeners? Okay. Yeah. One of the questions that I get asked a lot about too is hydration needs. I think we hear so much that you need X number or X cups of water a day to make sure that you're meeting your fluid needs when you're pregnant or when you're not pregnant. And this is one that I've um, had to answer quite a few times. So when it comes to pregnancy, making sure that your hydration is, um, is adequate is really important, mainly because Water helps to transport all the nutrients that we are getting from all those good quality foods throughout our body to our cells. It also helps to lubricate our joints. It, um, having adequate water also helps to maintain our body temperature, and it just does so many more things. So while we've all heard that we need maybe eight cups a day is often what we hear. Sometimes we hear 10 cups a day. One of the best ways that you can actually know if you're hydrated is the color of your urine. So if it's um, – <laughs> I know it's such a lovely topic to talk about, but – Yes. If it's clear, you know, then you know you're hydrated well. So just make sure that you have a water bottle with you throughout the day or, um, you know, smoothies like we talked about earlier are also a really good way to keep, stay hydrated. And even the foods you eat. So fruits and vegetables are super rich in water. So um, just getting lots of fruits and veggies as if you need another reason. But now you know that they're hydrating too. So it's a good way to stay hydrated yes. during your pregnancy. Eat all the watermelon this summer. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for all this information, Mackenzie. Um, before we jump off, do you want to tell listeners where they can find and connect with you? Sure. Um, so my website is nutritionbymackenzie.com, and I um, recently just just released my professional Instagram. I am so new to this game, you guys, so if you want to <laughs> give it some love, that would be amazing, and you can find me on Instagram at nutritionbymackenzie. Um, and if you also want to check out some of my regular blog content, you can do so at NutriBullet.com and just click on the blog and you'll see um, my blogs there. And I respond to the comments. If you guys have any comments or questions on the blogs, we always get back to you there. Um, so those are some of the best ways to get a hold of me. But um, I really appreciate you having me, Amber. This was really fun to be on the show. Yes. Thanks for coming on. And uh, we'll be sure to link out to your social and your blog and everything in the show notes. So if you want to connect with Mackenzie, you can do that there. This was a really special episode. I really love that Amber and Mackenzie were able to connect and share ideas with all of you. I can remember back to being pregnant with my girls and how important it was to be able to bounce ideas off of other pregnant women and just kind of, you know, get through all of the advice that was coming your way, um, just figuring it all out. So awesome to hear the two of them today. Of course, you can find links in the show notes, and we will be, of course, sharing photos of Amber's fruit and veggie-loving baby as soon as she arrives later this year. Um, and be sure to join our new Facebook group, The Healthy Family Project. Just all you have to do, head over to Facebook. You can search it, and then just ask to join, and we'll 
approve your request and you can become part of that group. We welcome conversation and posts from our listeners and I'm in there every day as myself if you want to chat direct. You can find new content we have on produceforkids.com. On our blog, we have a really fun, um, healthy popsicle roundup. I know it's still still in these hot summer months, especially here in Florida. Um, so some fun ideas there. And then we have free printables for teachers. We know that teachers are, are planning their their back-to-school efforts and how to kick off the school year. So check that out. Free, free is good. Um, and then you can also watch our most recent Food RX episode with Jessica DeLuise. Um, she's talking all about added sugars. Um, so that's over on the blog as well. Um, we do have some new recipe ideas being added to the site uh, coming up. They're not there yet, but we're going to have a few mocktail recipes for those of you who are enjoying mocktails like Mackenzie and Amber um, at this time. And then we have lots of new lunchbox inspiration as well as two new recipes, a new broiled peaches recipe and a cherry smoothie bowl recipe. If you like the Healthy Family Project, tell a friend and leave us a rating. It will only help our visibility so we can continue to create a healthier generation. If you want to tweet with me direct, I'm at Amanda M. Kiefer on Twitter, and you can find Produce for Kids on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. Talk soon.